Hello and welcome my fellow officials to the Art of Officiating with Joe Forte. Today we have two special guests, veteran collegiate official Jamie Lucky, one of the most respected collegiate officials, official who has officiated numerous NCAA tournament games, Final Fours, and ACC championship games, and A.J. Desay, the most promising young official in today's game. A.J. is in his third year as a member of the ACC staff, he worked the ACC tournament in his second year, as well as the NCAA tournament, a great accomplishment. Jamie and AJ, thanks for joining our podcast today. As a former supervisor of the Big South Conference, I always felt that young referees were in a hurry to get to the collegiate level and did not truly understand that being patient would serve them better. I believe it to be a process one that both you and A.J., Jamie and A.J., had to follow. So, Jamie, let's begin with you. Take us through the path and the process that you followed when you were a younger referee. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, coming up, you know, every, every official, I think, um, wants to get to the top, including myself, as fast as fast as you can, but uh, as you know, and as we all find out, uh, going through that, it, it is—it's a process, and it, it, there's several steps you have to go through to get to get to where you want to be. And you know, for me, early on, uh, taking some good advice, uh, my brother, my brother Tommy was a referee as well, and making our way to a camp um, where we could, you know, kind of accelerate learning process at first that's what it was all about uh to me to, to get to get to some place where you know i could get uh one um l- more knowledge instruction uh and then maybe on the back end of that some some recognition of hey this guy you know might have some potential or has some talent so i think i think what happens a lot is is especially now um in an era where where guys really want that instant gratification, it, it's kind of it's kind of backwards. It's it's I need to go to a camp to get recognized or get, or get hired, instead of you know I need to go to a camp to improve, to learn, um, to accelerate accelerate my learning process because those those days at camp, three, four, five days at a time, you know, can really speed up that process in terms of your experience. You know what you're dealing with, uh, play calling, what you're dealing with with coaches and sidelines and 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 everything. So, the camp the camp process is is the way to go. Obviously, it works, um, but it's not a one shot deal. Or uh, I have to go here to be seen. I have to go here to be seen. It's, it's certainly a process, and, and and it's more of a it's more of a learning process than it is. I need to go get hired. I mean that that stuff will all come in 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 good time, and it's hard to see that when you're going through it. But um, it's cer- it certainly worked for me, and um, it took it took a while and in several different situations. But uh, you know, I, I believe it's still the way to go. Very good. And AJ, how about you? Well, I gotta echo uh, Jamie's comments. I mean, my mentality when I started refereeing was to seek out the knowledge and the training first. In fact, 
when I first met uh, Jamie and you, Joe, was in a camp in uh, Raleigh, Bob Gibbons Tournament of Champions. And at the time, I was living in Texas, and I had no uh, real aspirations of getting hired into the Big South. I just came because uh, I just wanted to learn. And I was there the year before, and the staff was great, and I just learned so much that I wanted to go back. And ultimately, it, you know, it provided me some opportunities, and the rest is history. But I always had the mentality of try to get the knowledge and then apply it going forward because, you know, someone once told me that refereeing is a learned skill, right? There's, there's no real, like, LeBron James of refereeing. So we have to go seek out the knowledge, learn our mechanics. And for me, um, that starts with being really fundamentally sound in terms of rules knowledge, uh, our coverages, where we're supposed to look, um, when to blow in our secondary. All these things come with the training process and the camp process. And I think a lot of times what happens is, um, as young officials, we look forward to uh, the camp season, whereas that's the season where we should just be, you know, diligently taking notes, um, understanding what our strengths and weaknesses are, and trying to improve upon them, um, and then using that in the summer, trying to work as much as you can, uh, whether it's, you know, little CYO games or adult rec league games, pro-line games, whatever you can, to apply all that knowledge that you gained during camps. And then really, when it comes into the season, as you've stated in some of your podcasts, you know, we've got to apply it there because that's where we make our money and make our names. And consistently applying that knowledge in the training on a night-in and night-out basis is, one, is what is going to ultimately, uh, hopefully, advance your career. You know, I, I've always, my goal every year has been to referee the championship game at every level I worked. And how do you do that, right? So I always thought to myself, well, what is a supervisor, um, what are his sort of uh, uh, pet peeves, what are his expectations, um, being able to apply that during the season uh, to different conferences is crucial to not only your advancement in his program, his conference program, but, you know, it's the way it goes in, in the business today. We have to uh, be able to adapt and uh, being able to do that for multiple supervisors is a way um, to you know, continue to progress. So I've always had that mentality and uh, being able to apply the, the core uh, fundamentals and being really fundamentally sound Maybe is the key to officials progressing. And then ultimately, what you hope is you put your work in and uh, keep your mouth shut, so to speak, and let your work speak for itself. And hopefully, cream rises to the top. And I think um, Jamie and I always had that mentality. And sometimes it takes a little longer. Um, you got to grind it out. Uh, but when your time is up and your number is called, I think that sort of process uh, will better serve you in the long term, and hopefully you'll be ready when the door opens, and then you can run through the door, slam it shut, and lock it behind you, and don't look back. The, uh, and, Joe, I, now both and I would just like, Joe, I'd just like to add, too, ahead. is that I think, again, with 
with we have so much access to video, which is amazing. It's great, but in in speaking in speaking to younger officials, I say this this isn't a video game. You you can't just look at it and go out and mimic it and, and do it. I mean, if you have to put in the hours, you have to have it's like building a house. You have to have a foundation. You have to have the the games under your belt, the JUCO games, the D2 games, the D3 games, what, whatever games you can get, um, you have to have those hours under your belt to keep succeeding at all these levels. You can't, you can't jump these steps. And I think, um, I think again, that, that's a mentality that's out there now is that I can just jump up there and I'm going to be successful. Well, it, you, you may be for a little while, but, you know, it, it's, it's certainly a, a grind uh, year in and year out at any level you're at. So you, you have to have that foundation under you and build it strong, like AJ was talking about. And then once you get there, you're you're ready. And I think both AJ and I, even though years apart, uh, shared a similar experience of being being getting there later than we probably should have. But once you were there, you're, you're there and you're established and you're working in your second year, you're working ACC tournaments and you're working NCAA tournaments and everything just takes off quickly, but it's always better. And this has been going on for years. It's, it's always better to be just a little bit late than it is to be too early. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Jamie, oh, think about, I'm sorry, Joe, I just want to add one thing. Just, just think about, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Representing back, you know, you said doing those JUCO games and D2 games. Just think about how much fun you had back in the day riding around in those games. Uh, those JUCO games, uh, they're, they're always wild. Technical fouls here and there and, you know, just wild, wild west. That's where you get the experience. It's where you, you know, really have fun. And then once you get to the top, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, it's not fun when you're on TV and, you know, something bad happens and people are blowing your phone up. Like, that's not the glamorous part. Like, enjoy it. That's why I think um, we talk about the process. Like, enjoy your time with your friends, with the friendships that you build. Because hopefully your your group, you're going to come up together, right, and you're going to continue to progress together and you fall back on those times where um, it was a little bit difficult and you're learning together. And then hopefully when you all get an opportunity – it's like, you know, we've been doing this now for 15, 20 years. It's all second nature. We're all one team. We're all trained the same way. And that, to me, is, is the part that um, we need to focus on, too, is uh, coming up together, learning the same way, and being able to go through these battles together um, so we can come out alive. Yes, and I agree with you. And both of you have hit on some really great points. Um, the, you know, when, when I was coming along as a referee, we did, back in the day, we didn't have any camps. And we just learned basically in the bar by talking with your veteran official after the game. But when the, both of you hit on the point that I, I totally believe in, in, in that you have to work these D2 games, D3 games, JUCO games, work all the games that you can possibly get. To, because there is that's where you learn. Like I always used to say, I'd love to work the ten and under games and the eleven under games when I was starting, because it helped me with my rules. Because they were they had all these kind of violations, you know. So you had to be on top of your rules. And you know, going to camp is great, 
And Jamie, you hit on a great thing about videos. Do you? I, I see that young referees when they look at videotape and to to go along with what you're saying, they just look at their play instead of looking at the coverage and where they are. So, can you expound on when you watch your tape? What what are you looking at? What you know, what what's your process? when you're looking at, at plays or a, a rotation or a transition. Brent, you know, take us through that process when you're watching tape. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think the initial reaction uh, to anybody looking at video is, is get to my plays and look at right or wrong uh, and pat yourself on the back when you get it right and then zip through the parts you get wrong. And I, I, I think that's what happens a lot. And, you and I and AJ have been been in rooms where you can sit there and watch um, uh, two minutes of a video clip where it would take you 30, 40 minutes of real time just to get through two minutes, and that's because you're, you're looking at so much more than, than just your plays. Yeah, you want to get to your plays, but the first thing you want to look at is is your positioning obviously and and court coverage and not just and not just you it could be anybody's video it's it's breaking down you know lead trail and center in terms of you know where where's the play uh, what's your coverage um could you be a step uh left or a step right for instance at lead or should you be closed down when you're when you're not closed down um or you know the outside position center and trail is all about you know position adjustments. So, you know you want to you want to look at you want to look at yourself and and see as plays develop as plays happen. You know what what are you doing? What are you doing? What are your movements? What what are your adjustments? What should what should you have done? I mean, it's so it can be so subtle at times in terms of whether you can have an open look uh, or or you have a, a closed look at a play. So. You have to really uh, focus in and concentrate on a, a click-by-click process of, am I good here? Should I be moving? Is my partner good? Are we are we in good position here to to cover this play, um, in, to effectively work this play? And the plays, as we know, they change they change instantly. That your angles and your and your um, and your looks change in in an instant. So that's the kind of stuff you want to be looking at on tape. And then you want to see if, all right, when I blew the whistle, yes, right or wrong, but did I have an open look? Uh, unfortunately, I think now um, we've, got, we've got to a point where, uh, but I'm not sure why this is happening, but we, we are getting a lot of whistles uh, when people have closed looks. And so uh, I think we really have to understand what, what that means um, and, you know, to, to effectively get plays right, you don't, you don't want to blow the whistle on closed looks. You want to have, you know, faith in your partners. You want to, you want to uh, have great team officiating. And all that stuff you can see on video just as you click it along from, you know, second to second. It doesn't have to be just this play or that play. It can be anybody's plays, anybody's positioning, and uh, we can learn and, um, you know, obviously get better from, from watching it like that. Yeah, that's great points. AJ, uh, as far as tape is, you know, when you watch your tape, I know when, when I was in the NBA, you know, as a, as a crew, we always would watch tape the morning of a game 
and and go over team personalities and team sets and defenses, offenses, and you know just a general overall view of both teams. So we were prepared. And then after the game, we would we would look at tape and halftime. We would look at plays and stuff. And we had a communication amongst the three of us where we were sharing ideas and sharing knowledge with each other. And I've always found that the NBA guys were really great in saying, you know, I, I should have stepped down on that play or, you know, Joe, I could have helped you out on that play. You know, I, I should have been ready on the backside of a play. Do you do you find when, when you have that communication with your your partners, do, do you guys respond that way or is there more of a like, uh, you know, a tug on a play or something? In other words, is there really good dialogue and people understanding the concept of, of good fundamentals and coverage? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for the most part uh, I do, but, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, there are some uh, – people that we all work with at all levels that, you know, that dialogue um, isn't uh, really what it should be or the level it should be. People get defensive at times. And, um, you know, that, I don't think that's going to go away. But if we can, as, as a community, have a certain level of understanding of that, you know, we're trying to serve the game. And uh, the most important thing that we want to do is get plays right. So how do we do that? We need to talk about situations and plays and, you know, wh- where were you looking, where was I looking, so that, you know, hopefully we have a safe environment where you're not going to go back and say, well, you know, so-and-so was telling me that I should have done X, Y, and Z, and, you know, he didn't know what he was talking about. Like, we don't need to get into all that. It's just we're just trying to have a discussion on, um, you know, how we can – cover this game better. And I think for the most part that that does happen. And when it does happen, um, you know, you can tell in your game, especially if you have a good pregame, if you have a little bit of video, you can go through it. Those games go much more smoothly, right? Um, You know, because there is a level of trust there. We have a little bit of an understanding of, okay, on this particular play, you know, we have, let's say, uh, a team shoots a high volume of threes, right? Well, if you're the center – you're covering the shooter going up and down. Lead has strong side rebounding. Trail, what do you got to do? You got to help with lead side rebounding with uh, and cover the center's uh, rebounding coverage, right? Because he's taking the shooter up and down. So, you know, maybe if we have some plays that that uh, sort of show that, um, then happens in the game. You know, no one gets surprised. The trail comes in. It's, we know uh, that's his primary at that point. And we get to play covered. And, you know, the more discussion we can have um, as professionals, um, just being open and honest. And I think the, the way I try to do it is I always talk about my plays first. I come in the locker room and be like, look, when I had this on the play. I probably, you know, stepped down. I should have gone high. You know, do you guys get a look? What do you think? I think you can create that safe environment if you talk about your plays first. Right, and that's a good point. You know, when I was in the NBA my first couple of years, I had the privilege of working with a lot of veteran referees. And one, the thing that impressed me the most about them, and they all had their strong personalities, and we realized that that is a part of, of refereeing. I mean, you, you have to have that type A personality, right? But the thing that impressed me was as a young referee into the NBA, 
And when we looked at tape, they would look at their place first, and they would help me through the process where they really took a lot of responsibility of a call. And, you know, if I missed a play or something, you know, they would interject and say, you see, I, I could have helped you on that play, Joe, which made me feel better, you know, made me feel good. Now, and that, that was the point that I was trying to drive at because we all make mistakes. I mean, we're, there's none of us that are perfect. I think when you learn and you grow is when you can look at tape and you can be honest with that. And I know, Jamie, when you watch tape with younger referees, you know, during your games and stuff, I, I know for a fact that you take that approach. And I, I think that's the right, right approach to take, don't you? Yeah, I, you know, it's, we all, anybody who gets into what we, we do and what we've done, you have to have, uh, obviously, a lot of confidence and a, and a huge ego. But when it comes to what we do and the way we do it and the way we look at it, you really have to check your ego at the door because I have the same approach that you taught me that, that Daryl Gerritsen gave you guys, and that was, you know, you talk about the top guy's place first and everything else. It, it, it puts everybody at ease. It's, it's just more comfortable because we all, we all miss plays. The, the, game is, the game is too fast. It, it moves too quickly. There's, there's too many variables that go into it that you can't, even though you want to get every play right, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to do that. So um, if, if, you, if you really approach it from, all right, we're going to go over my stuff first, and we're going to look at that. It, it, it just—it's just—it's a, a teaching. It's the teaching uh, aspect of it. It makes everybody uh, more comfortable and more accepting. Into okay, well then, I should have done this, or you know, we should have done this or that. And um, it's just a—it's just a—it's a better environment for um, improving and getting better game to game. Yes, very good, guys. That was great, and you know, I really appreciate your time. In closing. Um, let's just go with you, AJ, uh, first. Uh, anything you would like to say to our listeners as closing remarks? Any advice or tips that you can give them other than what we just talked about? Well, it's the end of the season. Um, I think you referenced it in a previous podcast, and we're coming, phase two is, uh, uh, quickly coming to an end and going into phase three, you know, just finish, um, you know, the, the challenge that we have, especially this time of year, is concentrating on every single possession. And, uh, you know, just to tie back into what we were talking about, the process and, and, and uh, video breakdown, you know, everything we do this time of the year is, should be second nature, right? We are uh, taking into account everything that's going on in the game, you know, having awareness of, uh, benches and player fouls, team fouls, situational basketball. Um, just put it all together, finish the season strong, and then once the season's over, take a week off, decompress, and then get right back into preparation mode because this is a year-round thing now, and um, you know camps will quickly be upon us. And uh, just keep the momentum going and continue the learning process, and you know, be your own. Uh, worst critic. Um, that's how, if, if no matter what happens um, during your season or your career, you can look yourself in the mirror 
and say, I did it the right way. I, was, I grinded every single day, uh, every single game, um, and I did it the right way. Then, you know, you should be happy with the product you put out there. So just work hard, finish strong, and uh, thanks for doing these podcasts, Joe. Really appreciate you having me on. Excellent. Thank you, AJ and Jamie. Yeah, yeah, kind of along the same lines. This we're we're in the area of the season where it's it's an absolute grind. Not not only for teams, coaches, but but for referees. Everybody is positioning themselves uh, in terms of where they're going to be in the postseason. Everybody's you know uh, probably a little more tired than they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, less energy, so you know you have to focus. You have to focus. You have to rely on your your adrenaline. You have to rely on fundamentals. And you know what I would say is that you know, to make sure the games finish finish right, to to get to get together more often as it gets closer to uh, game ending situations, and make sure nothing jumps us in the last four minutes, or especially in the last two minutes, and that and that we're ready and that we're we're prepared for anything to happen. As you always used to say, Joe, put yourself in the game, just get in it and and figure out in your head. You know what you think is going to happen. Be ready for all situations, and then you know the games end smoothly, um, and hopefully you know we we get out unscathed, and um, you know we go we go to the bar and have a cold beverage, and 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 we move on down the road. But uh, and then I echo what uh, AJ says. I think this this is great stuff you're doing. It's great for younger officials, and hopefully we we keep it up. And I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you very much, and I agree with you. It's that time of year dog days and we always have to remember we got to close out the game guys thank you so much that was tremendous and uh you know let's do it again that was good okay joe thanks for having us thank you thank you thank you my fellow officials and as we always say we hope that all your calls are the correct calls referee those dead ball situations and most of all have fun This is Joe Forte. Good day.